On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day, let's dive into Ben Simmons demanding a trade. What are the odds the Thunder get involved in some way? Should the Thunder get involved in some way? Where will Ben Simmons land? Svi is gone to Toronto, and the NBA power rankings are out, and the Thunder consistently finish last in the Western Conference. Is that true? We'll find out all coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and site expert over at thundersintentions.com, also a credentialed media member for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405 362 7128. So there's always a way for you to get connected to the show. On today's show, we're going to be diving into Ben Simmons demanding a trade, the value that Ben Simmons will bring to the market. How much will teams have to give up to get him? Should the Thunder get involved in any capacity for Ben Simmons? All of that and more brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, Mason Selection, reliably low prices with the parts of your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We'll also talk about if the Thunder are truly the worst team in the West and the impact that Sfi going to Toronto has for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So all that and more. Also, uh, on Wednesday's show, we're going to do a mailbag. I've already got a ton of questions. I appreciate all of you guys asking them over the weekend. But if you want to get involved right now and you didn't see that original tweet, go on Twitter or on the email address and let me know your questions for Wednesday's mailbag. Again, the email address, Thunderpod at gmail.com. And if you have Twitter, hit me up at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S for a mailbag on Wednesday. Um, Now, let's dive into the Ben Simmons trade demand. So it's finally over. The charades are done, right? We had the the first point where after the playoffs, the Sixers were just throwing him under the bus, and and it seemed as though the Sixers were going to trade him no matter what. And then the Sixers played the poor pitiful me card of, oh, we can't even get him to answer our phone calls. And then all of a sudden they were comfortable taking him into training camp. And so it was just back and forth all off season long until this very moment last week, whenever Ben Simmons finally demanded his trade request officially because things are just not working out in Philadelphia. Now, he does not intend to report to training camp, which is going to be at the end of this month. So this trade at the very worst, in terms of timing, should happen the day before media days, like somewhere like the September 26th mark, just at the Kawhi Leonard trade happened uh, that close to media days, uh, where it can happen literally any time now. Like any moment that your phone buzzes, it could be Ben Simmons getting traded somewhere. That's how intimate this thing feels. And then as a side note to this trade demand, there is a report that Rich Paul no longer wants Therese Maxey in Philadelphia because of how they've handled Ben Simmons. So we have things happening left and right here. 
we have Ben Simmons demanding a trade, and then this promising young player, Therese Maxey's agent, putting out there that he wants him out of Philadelphia and causing a stir there as well. So the Thunder have the fourth best odds, courtesy of our friends over at BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag, to land Ben Simmons in a trade. Now, in my opinion, the Thunder should not trade for Ben Simmons. I think that Ben Simmons is this kind of enigma-type player where it's he's so controversial, uh, and for good reason. Because I think that universally we can all agree right now that Ben Simmons is a very good player. He's a very talented player. He is a Defensive Player of the Year caliber player. Uh, he should win that award a ton. He's also a great playmaker. He's also, when he wants to be a good driver, but he lacks that aggression in the, in the postseason, and he just can't shoot the ball. And in the playoffs, his game is harder to translate other than the, uh, the, the defensive end. In the playoffs, Ben Simmons turns into a glorified Andre Robertson. That, that's what Ben Simmons is in the playoffs. And so, while I can agree that he's an all-star, I can agree that he's a good player, really good player, for 82 games. If your whole goal in mind is to build a playoff team, this is not the guy that you want to go all in for, in my opinion. And sure, uh, you can have this idea that, hey, you know what? The Thunder want to go positionless. You know, they want to play without position labels. They want to be versatile. What if Ben Simmons plays the five? And you got him at your center. You got Shea, Giddy, Dort all on the floor. That's a wacky, fun team. And it is a wacky, fun team. But how willing will, will Simmons be to buy into that, playing the five spot? You know, and then we still don't know how effective that'll be. All right, so, so there's still a lot of questions around that. Now, personally... Uh, I don't think that it'd be a big deal on, uh, off the court, you know, with with Rich Paul and Ben Simmons being in Oklahoma City. I think that it's just the culture will be so different compared to what it was in Philadelphia that uh, it, it would not be a problem. I'm just talking strictly on the court for this, but I understand the concerns that somebody might have off the court for him being in Oklahoma City, a small market and things like that. But but just strictly on the court, I wouldn't want to do this deal uh, because. Again, I, I understand he's a good player, and everyone should understand he's a good player, but it's just whenever you want to get to that end goal of the winning a championship and winning a playoff series and, and, and going far in the postseason, it's hard to construct a roster around Ben Simmons. And his game gets severely limited. And his game turns into the, the frustrations that you've all had with Andre Robertson over the years in his playoff career. Even though, for 82 games, he's much better than Andre, and he's an all-star and things like that. So, to me, the Thunder should not get involved. And to counter all of that, it doesn't really matter if the Thunder like him or not, in my opinion, because I don't think that the Thunder have the trade package for him. This is going to be one of the rare players where you cannot just overwhelm another team with picks. You cannot just offer them 50,000 picks and call it a day. Because Joel Embiid's 27 years old, and he's going to need talent now. So, this trade package could be somewhat underwhelming in terms of picks given back to Philadelphia, because they're, they'd rather have a running mate for Joel Embiid. And even if that running mate is subpar, or I should say, you know, a step below Ben Simmons in the regular season, to where, yeah, Ben Simmons, regular season Ben Simmons might be better than this player that they get back. Let's call it CJ McCollum. I think that in the regular season, Ben Simmons is better than CJ McCollum. I just do. However, come playoff time, you could view CJ McCollum as an upgrade to Ben Simmons whenever you pair him with Joel Embiid. So they need something tangible, though, is what I'm trying to say right here. And when you look at the Thunder roster, the Thunder do not have anything tangible. Because if you give up SGA for Ben Simmons, you've gone backwards. 
And SGA is the only player who's really that lucrative for, for Philadelphia to do this trade. And that's why I'm kind of confused on what the, what the Wolves are going to offer. Because the Wolves say they don't want to offer D'Lo or Cat or Edwards. They want to keep all three of those guys plus add Pin Simmons. Well, how do you do that? Like, What do you entice Philadelphia with at that point? So to me, the Ben Simmons aspect of this is not a good fit. Because I don't view the Thunder as a good fit for him. Or the Thunder as a trade partner being a good fit for Philadelphia. And yes, there's fun storylines such as Josh Giddy has attended Ben Simmons camps as a kid, which is just mind-blowing how young Josh Giddy is as a little kid. He was attending Ben Simmons you know, youth camps. And yes, it's cool that the Thunder are like the fourth best odds on AG. They also have this, the Shanghai Sharks on there as well. So ultimately... It's going to be a fun NBA story because Ben Simmons is a popular player, because Joel Embiid is a popular player, because uh, it'll kind of, in some way, depending on how it how it unfolds, shift the landscape of the NBA. Uh, but ultimately, the Thunder will not be involved, I don't think, in the Ben Simmons aspect of this trade. However, they could pull a Cleveland. They could get in on the, on, on the edges here and, and swoop in and steal a talented young player. Could that be Therese Maxey, who Darius Basie's worked out with all summer long and shares the agency with? We'll talk about all that, plus Fee going to Toronto and the NBA.com power rankings all after this. But first, I can say right now, my good friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is incredible. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Works up to seven days per use. Dry shirts are guaranteed. If Sweatblock does not keep you dry, you get your money Back. It's featured and tested on Firefighters on the Rachel Wade Show. So try it out today. Bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. Wear what you want when you use Sweatblock. It's your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag because no matter if it's a big presentation or a hot date or anything else, everyone can benefit from Sweatblock. There's nothing that will kill confidence like you dripping sweat. And you know, if you live around here in Oklahoma, it's still blazing hot. I mean, it's still going to be 100 degrees this week in early September. You need sweat block. That way you stay dry, stay confident. You can wear what you want. And you're not having to look for ways to wipe off your sweat in the middle of a conversation. And that gets really embarrassing. And that gets really uh, tough to do. So try sweat block today by going to sweatblock.com. Whenever you go there, tell them Lockdown sent you and the promo code locked on. They'll give you 20% off. However, there's many, 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 many ways to get Sweatblock. You can go to sweatblock.com and use code LOCKEDON for 20% off. You can also go to Amazon. You can also go to your local CVS. There's a ton of ways to get Sweatblock, so just get it. Because you need this boost of confidence with Sweatblock. I also want to tell you about your friends over at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the best app out there. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fancy sports lose. That's not too surprising because the game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools in time than you have. You do not stand a chance. This is introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts you, the player, in control and winning within reach. Here is how it works. 
So Stat Hero will show you their lineup and they'll dare you to beat them. It's truly you versus the house in a head-to-head matchup. You name the stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage and Stat Hero will show you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. Nobody else does that. Listen, fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports is awesome. You, know, you just set your lineup one day, you, know, you, you buy players, whatever the case is. It's fun. But Stat Hero is better because they're going to show you the lineup and you know what you have to beat, right? It, it's like going second in the college football overtime. You know what that team just did. Did they make a field goal? Did they get no points? Did they score a touchdown? You know what you have to beat now. And that's the control that Stat Hero gives to you. You're in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it's meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free right now. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free right now. You can get three times back on your first play. That's 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. We're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host. Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R Y L A N underscore S T I L A S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunderpod. Email the show L O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show 405 362 7128. Listen, if you're an NFL fan, though, you should go check out the ultimate season preview brought to you by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a brilliant tool. You know that I've been doing this daily podcast for the Thunder. Uh, and I've been wrapped up in the NBA all summer long. I've been trying to figure out what the Thunder are going to do, what other teams are doing. I've, it's been the bulk of my sports consumption has been NBA news. So, as always, I have fallen behind on the NFL, but I still want to watch on Sunday. I still want to watch on Thursday when the season opens against the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. I want to be involved and be the 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 in the ground football fan that I used to be, and I can do that with the ultimate season preview if it goes division by division. Literally every single division is previewed with our local experts as well as national experts such as Jason Lockenfora and other national experts. Go check it out right now by going to the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 with the NFL football season. Of course, we also have Locked On NFL and every other team you can imagine, Locked On, enter team name, you've got your favorite teams, Locked On Podcast. Also, college football, Locked on Sooners, locked on Pokes, both up and running. Go check them out as well. So should the Thunder get involved with Tyrese Maxey? I think that Tyrese Maxey is a good player, has very high ceiling, very good potential, especially if he's going to be put in a position um, with a good organization to develop and grow. To me, the Sixers should want to keep Tyrese Maxey. I think that he's exactly what a winning team needs. He's a talented enough player to play right now, right? You can play him this year, uh, play him even in the playoffs this year. Uh, he's also very cheap, very controllable, and still you can, since you're playing him this year alongside great players like Joel Embiid and whoever else you get in this Ben Simmons trade, that he's going to naturally progress in that way. So I would do everything I can to keep Tyrese Maxey. Uh, however, if things get weird or awkward or whatever with this Rich Paul thing and, and Tyrese Maxey becomes a sweetener or, or just becomes available, should the Thunder get involved? Uh, I think that they should. There's obviously a price where you, you kind of back away from it. I don't know if I don't know if I do like two first round picks or what the case I would do uh, for Terrence Maxey, you know, depending on what the picks are, right? So if it's if it's this year's Clippers pick, I wouldn't trade this year's Clipper pick. Uh, I think that this year's Clipper pick is going to be uh, somewhat off limits because 
it might not be great. This pick still might be you know, like 15th or 20th, uh, but it's your best shot. Uh, this is your best lottery ticket from the Clippers uh, because Kawhi is locked up long-term, barring future injuries, which, again, could happen. You can't really predict them. But barring future injuries, this is going to be your best shot at having a valuable Clippers pick. So I'd keep this Clippers pick. Uh, I'd even keep the Suns pick because, while it probably will not fall in the top 12, obviously, therefore you're going to get it because it's only top 12 protected. Uh, it could be worse than last year's pick. You never know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if the if the Suns can duplicate their best of the West kind of run that they had this year. That's very challenging for any team to do, especially a team who's kind of led by Chris Paul. Uh, although we keep that in Chris Paul, and he keeps just doing whatever he wants to on the basketball floor, which is fun to watch. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I don't know what the price point is for Tyrese Maxey. It'd be interesting to find out. Uh, but I, I would like Tyrese Maxey on this team. Uh, and to me, there is no guard problem, right? Like there, that's been the kind of theme for the last couple of weeks on Thunder Twitter, is this, is this guard problem that the Thunder have too many guards? Uh, number one, th- that's the Thunder design. The Thunder want to have too many guards, so to say. They want to have a lot of guys who can handle, who that who have that G by their name. But a lot of them, if you look past the position column, are 6'9", 6'8", 6' whatever. Like they're, they're not shoehorned into playing the one of the two. They can play one, they can play two, they can play three at times, or four. They can do it all on the floor. And so that's what you're going to get into. Only a small amount of those players who are in that guard category and in that guard grouping are true guards that cannot play anywhere else. Now, to me, I'd want Maxi playing the one of the two. So he'd be like one of those guys that if, we, if you trade for him, I'd rather him play the one of the two. Uh, but the Thunder have a talent problem. Like The Thunder are going to be one of the worst teams in the, in the NBA this year. They cannot be like, oh, no, I don't want this player because he plays the guard position. That's not how that kind of works. And also, you should get used to having an influx of guards because the Thunder want it that way. They want everyone to be able to dribble, to be able to handle, to be able to play make, and be classified as a guard no matter their height. So you have to think of them as basketball players. Think of them of, of like how the Thunder use them, not what is going to be the letter next to their name. Because while Josh Giddy, for example, will have a a G next to his name in the program, when he's in those lineups, it'll be Shea Dort Giddy, right? So, so technically speaking, he's a guard, but he's also playing the three right now. And then defensively though, it'll be, it'll be the other way around where we're, you know, Shea's probably going to play the three some or, or play the two and, and Lou Dort maybe slides to the three. Like it'll just be, it'll just be different, right? It'll be different than what you're used to seeing. And it doesn't like, there's no such thing as a guard problem right now for Oklahoma city. So that to me does not dissuade me from getting Tyrese Maxey. The, the price point could, though, because I could, I could see the Philadelphia 76ers inflating his price because of all those valuable traits I just laid out for you earlier um, about him and his fit with Philadelphia. But I would try to get Tyrese Maxey if I could. I think he's a very good player and, and, and could be worth taking a shot on. And you just cycle through all these players until you find one that has that top-end talent. So where will Ben Simmons end up? Again, I don't know how to gauge his, his trade value. I really don't. Uh, because... To me, you're, you're always building a team that's trying to win a championship. So in order to do that, I have to believe that I can put Ben Simmons with my group of guys and he'll be a different player than we've ever seen in the playoffs before from Ben Simmons. I don't know if I have that faith in Ben Simmons. However, some teams just want to get back to the postseason and kind of reset themselves. The Timberwolves have been a laughingstock. The Kings have been a laughingstock. And they, they don't really care about winning championships. They care about changing that narrative around them. 
And the Kings have already pulled their name out of the running because they're not going to give up, you know, a Halliburton or a Mitchell in this trade, which I don't begrudge them for that either. I, I would keep both those guys and not go for Ben Simmons. So that's a smart move by the Kings. Um, but to me, I don't know what, what to grade his value at because how in the heck would the Wolves do anything, like we said before, if they don't want to give up one of those NBA-ready players? How will the Raptors get involved if they don't want to give up those NBA-ready players? With the Warriors, it's kind of the same thing. Sure, they have Kaminga and Moody, but what does that do for Philadelphia? And maybe Philadelphia has zero leverage here, and I don't think that they do have leverage. So maybe they should take the best package of young players and just figure it out because that's what's the best offer, right? That's just what the market is. Even as Joel Embiid has injury concerns and is 27 years old or whatever, you have to take the best package available, and it's likely going to be young players or picks. I just think that in an ideal situation, they'd want the Philadelphia 76ers would want an NBA caliber player that can play right now and be in the playoffs right now. It's interesting. And, and, and I don't know how to evaluate it, honestly, because of what we've already laid out. He's a good player, an all-star caliber player, but this is about the playoffs. This is about, you know, this is about getting to that NBA championship. And I'm not sure Ben Simmons can help you do that. But maybe on the flip side of that coin, maybe the best things for Ben Simmons would be if a, if a team like, Minnesota or Sacramento. Well, it's a step back in the immediate future, right? It's a step back this year. This year, the team you're on, if you're Ben Simmons, will be in a worse market in that case and a in a team that has no chance of winning a championship. The 76ers with Ben Simmons and Jordan Bede, they're a good enough team to where you can have the case and the pathway for them to win a championship if you really wanted to. Or at least that's the that's the goal. That's the that's the expectation from fans. If he goes to Minnesota or Sacramento, there is no expectation of that from fans or the media. So it takes pressure off in that way. And also, if they do that, again, the Sixers need something back for Ben Simmons. So at that point, Ben Simmons would be the guy in Minnesota. So it might be a step backwards this year in terms of team expectation, uh, and even next year probably. But if you invest in Ben Simmons and you make him the guy, and now you're flushing out a team around Ben Simmons instead of thinking of this as adding Ben Simmons to a team, maybe that elevates what Ben Simmons can do. If he's the guy you're building a team for, and he's a guy that you're building a team around, and you're doing everything to cater to him, does that open up a new level for him in the playoffs? I, I don't know. It might, it might not, but that's kind of the selling point that Philadelphia might give to teams. I'm just... Fascinated by what they're going to do in this trade. I want to say right now, very good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years. 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com on your computer. 20 years ago, they still had an amazing selection. Reliably low prices with the purchase car they need. They still have that today. My favorite part about rockauto.com is I go to their website. I load it in right now. Rockauto.com. And... All I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, money on parts I cannot use, parts you do not need. It's just simple. It's just easy. I love it. Because otherwise, I'd have no idea where to start in terms of buying car parts. And that's why RockAuto.com is the best. Because they they just tell me what I need, what's compatible with my vehicle, and they don't know my level of experience. They do not. They cannot tell if I'm a mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer 
or whatever the case is. So it's just one base set, incredible price. Whereas if you go to a brick and mortar store, they might be able to snuff out if you are a rookie, if you are inexperienced. And then they can they can sell you, hey, you know, this price actually costs $500. And in reality, you can go to rockout.com and it costs like 100 bucks. It's like you don't feel taken advantage of at rockout.com. And also, you can do it in the comfort of your own, in your own home, in those sweatpants that you like to wear at home, in that T-shirt that's kind of ripped up a little bit at home. You can do it right there, right then and there at rockout.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you and the how. Did you hear about this box? And they'll know what to do from there. Rockout.com, amazing selection. Reliably low prices with the parts of color we need. Rockout.com. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast and Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to say right now, my good friends over at Lockdown Bets, check out Lockdown Bets when the show's over because it's betting season whenever football starts and the NFL and college football is underway. So go check it out. Locked on bets every single day. We'll get you right on how to bet on sports. So we've talked about Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey a little bit. Other news, Sue McKayluke has signed with the Raptors for a two-year deal. Good for him. Uh, it, it shows how much he's kind of changed his perception uh, with his time in Oklahoma City. Uh, a smart team like Toronto wanted him on a two-year deal. Um, I think it'll fit in well in Toronto. He's a good player, a quality player, but it's just not really the right fit for Oklahoma City long-term. We kind of already knew that. And so that trade ends up being exactly what we said it was on this podcast whenever it was made. It was for the second-round pick and not for Sfee. Like, you trade Hamadou Diallo for that second-round pick, and you didn't really care what Sfee was. And sure, you let him dribble around and like kind of hang out last year on the team while the team was losing games late in the year. But ultimately, it was about the second-round pick, and that was the more valuable piece. And you saw that with the Thunder rescinding the qualifying offer from him and allowing him to walk just at no cost at all to Toronto. Good for him. He was a great you know player for the Thunder last year in the sense of you know he did everything the right way, had a great attitude, uh, was great with the media, great with the coaching staff, great with everybody, um, and, and played his hardest and played his heart out and was a really good player uh, and really was put in some bad spots, honestly. I mean, even looking at his percentages, like his percentages could have been much higher if the Thunder were not asking him to do those between the legs, step back off, you know, off balance threes. Like that's just not his game typically. Uh, and that's kind of not what you want him doing the bulk of the time. And he still did it and did it at a pretty high clip, higher than I thought he would do it in Oklahoma City. So now in a role where he's not the focal point and he's not the guy that's going to have to do and create for himself, I think that he'll thrive even more. I think those percentages go up even more. Uh, he, he showed his his athleticism uh, at a higher clip in Oklahoma City, and I think that he can be a really good player in Toronto. So good for him. Not really all that newsworthy. Just good for him to go to Toronto and stay in this league and carve out that kind of pathway for him. Uh, the NBA.com ranks Oklahoma City as the worst team in the Western Conference. Not a surprise. I think that this is going to be a two-team race between Oklahoma City and Houston, and I think that Oklahoma City is the best player of those two teams. Shea is better than any player on the rest of the Thunder roster or the rest of the Houston roster. But Houston, I think, has the flashier young names. So, yes, Shea is better than Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. But is the surrounding, you know, is the cast surrounding Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. better than the cast surrounding uh, SGA in Oklahoma City? And that's kind of where you have that argument between the, the two fan bases and between just everybody talking about those two teams. Um, I, I think it's a coin flip of like who you want to put last or, or second to last or third to last, but it's going to be somewhere in this range uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year, and that's just kind of by design of the roster construction. Uh, so if I had to bet money right now, 
and had to just pick where the Thunder would finish. I would say they finished last in the Western Conference, uh, but it's not kind of solidified by any means. It's just kind of the first preliminary on paper situation. Then we figure out what this team will be moving forward. Uh, give the team time to figure out what they're going to be is all I got to say, right? So I project them to be last, but I'm not tethered to that projection. That's just what I think they're going to be. And I'll let them decide who they're going to be. It could be fifth to last. It could be whatever the case is with Oklahoma City. Uh, they surprised a little bit last year. Um, ultimately, though, they kind of fell back to where they were supposed to be. It's going to be interesting, though. I get it. It's tough seeing your team rank last, but it's by design. It's a process, and, and you just got to trust Sam Presti on this one. Uh, hopefully, it works out with the NBA lottery system. So that's it for today. On tomorrow's show, we'll talk about SGA's path to the All-Star game. We'll talk about if Josh Giddy can make an all-rookie team and also what the VIT contract means for Oklahoma City long-term. All that and more on tomorrow's podcast. And then on Wednesday, we have our mailbag edition of this podcast. So make sure, make sure, make sure you go to Twitter right now at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Or if you don't have Twitter, email me, lothunderpod at gmail.com, lothunderpod at gmail.com. And email me your questions for that mailbag edition of Locked on Thunder. I get a shout out and your question read and of course answered on the pod. So see you on tomorrow's show for the SGA and Giddy segment. See you on Wednesday for the mailbag podcast. All that and more coming up this week on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Until then, be good and be good to one another.